1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. hope everybody is doing <sighs> wonderful in this um, lovely Sunday evening. Um, we're here to talk about a football match, but not only a football match. We're here to talk about cheating. I don't know Mike took a stance on this, but I'm going to say the word corruption Um, Any of those sort of words that you want to intertwine with what we saw yesterday, we are going to talk about it. There is a lot of football to talk about as well, but mainly this podcast and this stream is going to be focused on the absolute shambles that we saw unfold before our very eyes yesterday, as Liverpool Football Club were absolutely robbed of any sort of result. Away to Tottenham, and I know this is kind of old news, and you know what, I think this actually might be better than doing it yesterday, because... We've tried to introduce a no swearing policy um, on this channel. You know, we're sponsored by a company that, um, you know, makes makes cards and, you know, you can get your cards. I'll show you one. I'll just show you the King Kenny one for now. There you go. You can get that if you use TAT pod uh, at checkout. 15% off. Um, yeah, so go ahead and check those guys out. So with all of these things, you know, aiming at sort of younger audiences as well, we try and keep swearing as minimal as we can. But I think if we did this yesterday, there would have been a lot of F-bombs. There would have been a lot of um, strange things said, let's just say. But um, mm. we're here. We, we've, we've all slept on it. We're all ready to go. Um, grab your popcorn, grab whatever you need. And uh, we're going to get into it. But Mike,
1: how are you, my friend? Seething. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm still seething. Uh, yesterday was a travesty in Premier League football for a number of reasons, uh, which we're going to get into. But um, yeah, I don't think there's been anything satisfying said or uh, from their side of things in the last 24 hours, uh, we've just released a statement, which we'll go over now. Uh, but from their side, absolutely nothing came out in the last 24 hours. that I deem satisfactory considering the circumstances. Absolutely. Nail on head. And, um, Elliot, I know you had to sort of take a break from the game.
2: You were so angry, but yeah, how, how are you now, mate?
0: Yeah, no, the first time I've ever had to do that, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I'm, oh. I'm okay now, I think, but, uh, I'm sure we we'll I did the it. same
2: thing for the Aston Villa game in lockdown, mate. Don't worry. Last two goals I didn't see of that game. I'm sorry, I watched that one. I laughed
0: laugh me I thought that, one, I that. I thought that was painful. <laughs> yeah. uh, but guys, there's
2: 20 of you in here, so make sure you smash the like on entry. Uh subscribe if you if you haven't already. And we're gonna go straight into this because uh Liverpool have literally just released a statement. And uh yeah, Mike, if you don't mind reading this out, mate, just so we can discuss yeah. this and dissect this <clears> and yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, so we put this out at 8pm for those who haven't seen it. I'm just going to read it out. Uh, So the statement goes, we fully accept the pressures that match officials work under, but these pressures are supposed to be alleviated, not exasperated by the existence and implementation of VAR. It is therefore unsatisfactory that sufficient time was not afforded to allow the correct decision to be made and that there was no subsequent intervention. Such failings have already been categorized as significant human error is also unacceptable. Any and all outcomes should be established only by review and with full transparency. This is vital for the reliability of future decision making and uh, as it applies to all clubs with learning being used to make improvements to process in order to ensure this kind of situation cannot occur again. In the meantime, we will explore the range of options available given the clear need for escalation and resolution.
2: Yeah, so there we are. Liverpool have spoken. And um, if, you, if you've if you been living under a rock and you're not sure what that is about, obviously this is the decision in question amongst a lot of other things that, again, we'll get into. But this is obviously the main one. The score was 0-0, was down to 10 men. Um, Mike, I don't know about you, but, you know, people were telling me... Um, They'll come up a few people were coming up with all sorts of different excuses to why you know it might have been offside. Like some people were saying no, oh, they've probably got an angle that we don't have. But I saw right. this without any lines, I saw this without any different camera angles. And I'm I think I'm quite good at telling offside. I, I usually get it right a lot of the time when it goes to VAR before they've drawn the lines. You know, you can often spot an elbow, a kneecap, you can spot something that they're gonna go on, but in this case it is as clear as day without any lines, without any other camera angles, without anything else needed. You can just look at that picture and tell that he's offside. Why has it not been picked up, do you think?
1: Why? Uh, (laughs) All right, why? Uh, Complete pure incompetence. Uh, People that clearly are inept to do their job at the present moment. Maybe people don't understand the rules of the job that they've been trained to do. Uh, It's just, it's just, it's, it's inept. But I think in the moment when watching the game, uh, I was I was naive. I watched the game and I seen that come up. And me and I was watching it with my stepdad, and we both went, well, that looks onside. So I was got to count, got ruled out, and we instantly went right. We didn't see the lines, but when it's very rare these these things get you know wrong. You know when it comes to offside VAR in the prem doesn't get it wrong. Maybe it just is like a hairline and it's just taking the mic a little bit. That's what we thought. Got on with the game. Watched continue watching the game. The rest of the decisions continue going on in the first half. Get to halftime. I went on Twitter and finally seen the still image uh because i try to avoid looking at my phone during the game i've seen the still image i show my stepdad and yeah mm. it was and like you said you look at the image and you can see see so clearly the lines on the pitch that the groundsmen do who you know that they, they are so meticulous when they do these lines on the pitch they provide clear clear evidence towards you know who is in line and who isn't diaz is not just onside; he's a yard onside them not to pick it up, for the commentators to be able to pick it up, for people in the stands to pick it up, for the players that are behind and in front of this line to be able to see it. it. It says it all, but the four people in the box that were dealing with it, for whatever reason, which I'm sure will eventually come to light, they didn't They didn't see it. And when they did finally see it, or sorry, how they put it, it was a miscommunication. Uh, it was apparently too late, although I've seen plenty of circumstances where A decision needs to be overruled and they brought it back. It is not down the phase of play. I think that is a lazy excuse.
2: I remember United once got a penalty
1: after the full-time whistle. After the full-time whistle. That was my exact thought. So there Mm. you go.
2: Yeah, coming to you, Elliot, obviously none of us will ever know why it was missed and why it wasn't just stopped and the goal was given in, in that instance, but... There's been a lot of talk that there was a miscommunication between the guys and VAR, thinking that the ref was saying it's a goal. So they've just said check over, assuming that means it's a goal. And then you almost see, well, you see this clip of the referee. He, There's a split okay. second where he looks like he's murdered somebody. Right, He looks so <laughs> sheepish. And he goes to put his whistle to his mouth and he pulls it away. So when you're seeing all these things and you're hearing that, you know, there's a miscommunication. This is like the biggest and most watched league in, in sport. Like, you know, in any sport, this is probably in the most, especially in the UK, this is the most watched thing on on the weekends. It just is. So, how on earth are these people in these jobs where, you know, let's not forget things like this have cost us in league, in league, ta- in league title charges in the past. Not to this extent, of course, like we've never had anything like this, but it is these key moments that can ultimately cost us the title. So, why are these people still time and time again allowed to either make these mistakes, which, okay, people might say, oh, everyone makes mistakes. But then how can you just be so poor at your job in terms of communicating it's a goal? Like, how does that happen?
0: They get away with it every single game. It, almost um, I couldn't even sit there and enjoy a not so super Sunday between Forest and Brentford because there's about three <laughs> decisions to get wrong. There's a penalty on Wissett. There's, The red card, which shouldn't have been because of a corner, which is the best. It's just mental how you can't even watch a run of the mill mid table game without them being the center of focus because they are that bad at their jobs. And the biggest problem, it will remain the biggest problem until someone who I don't know steps in because they regulate themselves. So these lot yesterday are going to have a nice weekend off now. And they'll get back after the international break and we'll all pretend it never happened. That's how it's happened for how many years, I don't, especially with VAR, because the VAR is meant to help, but it just made them look even worse. How that's happened, I don't know. It shows how poor they mm-hmm. are, the one job they're qualified to do. It's just insanity, really. So I, they need to not be able to regulate themselves. It's going to cost, this will happen again. Uh, an error of this magnitude, even though it's so rare and just just mesmerizingly bad, this is going to happen again because they regulate themselves and they all give themselves a pass in the back after every weekend, how good or bad they do, and they all look after each other because they're a bunch of middle aged mates who don't really understand what's <laughs> happening around them. That's, that's think, the- uh, listen going
1: off the back of that, I, th- I think the, the the biggest gripe that you know a lot of us are holding, it's one thing for some of the decisions in the game, which maybe VAR looked at where it's an interpretation of the law, right? Because then you can lean on the fact of right. They are looking at the law. They don't know the game because they never played the game. They're looking at the law. There's always going to be that argument there. Was it a red? Was it not? Was it yellow? Was it not? Was it a foul? Was it it not? That's part of football. You have that conversation, right? Chances Mm -hmm. are you side with what your team is. You've always been part of the game. But when you have technology that is implemented to basically rule out human error, to then (laughs) apparently be at the fault of human error, it's insane. And it discredits Tottenham because Tottenham were a very good side and Tottenham are a good side, but no one's talking about Tottenham. No one's talking about the game. No one's talking about anything that happened in the game. All we're talking about is the officiating. And listen, it's unfair on Tottenham. It's unfair on Liverpool. It's unfair on the Premier League. It's unfair on foot- footballers, coaches, fans, that all our attention is on the referees. And if you want to get rid of it, get rid of, just get rid of VAR. Go back to how it was beforehand. Go, get rid of VAR till so you can get it right. If you can't get it right now, don't use it. Because we've had it for five years You've, your first couple of years, you give leniency to. You go, right, there are errors that are going to be made. It is new technology. We are learning it. Mm-hmm. We are too far in to then still be learning the technology and still oh. be making... It, it, it's insane. It's insanity.
2: But this is just it's- an offside. It's very basic and obvious and it's clear offside, well, onside, as you'll ever see. There won't be another clear and obvious onside decision to be made in the league this season because most of them that go to VAR are... Just a matter of fact. Very close, yeah. But this one is just so miles on side. It is an absolute joke and... You know what? It's a flipping good job as well um, that in, in in the past that these liners as well and the officials that are on the pitch, that they have, well, some of them have decided to blow up later because how many more times would we have seen this where, you know, if they blow straight away and you don't get the chance, Luis Diaz, he got the chance to shoot. And I feel so sorry for that lad because we were all sat here pre-season saying how Luis Diaz is an incredible player, but he just needs to work on his end product a bit. He's doing that now. That was an unbelievable finish from Luis Diaz. And it got stolen away from him. We were 1-0 up at that time. I'm not saying, you know, we would have we were guaranteed to win the game, but the way we played with 10 men, I'm pretty sure we would have. Because when we had 10 men, even when we had nine men on the pitch, we were defending absolutely fine. You know, of, of course we'll get on to Alisson. He had a few mad saves to make, as he does every single game at the moment. But I'm pretty confident we would have got minimum a point if that goal stood and we won nil up. This team is different. This team is built different to what we saw last season. It's completely different. Last season we would have lost four, five, six, one. I said the same thing against Newcastle. But in this game, in this situation, when you saw the players playing, how they did. I, almost, I said at half time on the space, I said, I don't care what happens now. I mean, this was before um, a couple of other mistakes in the second half from the officials. This was after just the Curtis Jones red card, which we'll get onto in a moment, and the offside. I said, I don't care. I won't be here full time if we don't win this game shouting at players, shouting at clock. They can do whatever they like. I don't care. Because what we're seeing right now, and this is after just 45 minutes, is a disgrace. And I don't know what it is about Liverpool, but this is the third red card. And we'll get on to Curtis Jones. This is the third red card we've had in seven games. This is the third game in seven when we've had to, you know, just try and think of a master plan, which Klopp has every single time. Even yesterday, he, he the what he did to that team was incredible. So the third time now that's happened, Brighton, it got revoked because McAllister should never have been sent off. Uh, Virgil van Dijk, you know, people debated whether it was a red card. I think it can be harsh, but in the law of the, the, the of the game, he is the last man if it's a foul, it's probably a red. But then he got a further game for swearing. Well, we've seen all sorts of plays where officials since then, nothing's happened um and then obviously curtis jones yesterday which we will get on to um i know obviously mike you touched on things being subjective and obviously a red card is subjective you know it's a matter of opinion not fact um i cannot but think again they got this one wrong i'd love to hear your take on it i and not spoken to you but curtis yeah. jones gets the ball his foot rolls over the ball and again when he goes to check VAR, they're already showing him the end result. They're not showing him how he won the ball first and his foot just accidentally rolled over the ball. There's no malice in there. He's not, you know, tried to harm the opponent. And I know that doesn't really matter. But my point is, he he won the ball. He just slipped over the ball, and they've shown him the end screen where his his foot is in his ankle. So they're obviously going to send him off, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Listen, there's a there's a bunch of different things that go wrong with with this with this decision. First and foremost, my, my biggest gripe with referees will always be, at the moment anyway, is they, they know the rule book. They don't know the game. And it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. It's very hard to get ex players to become referees, obviously. But you can tell that these like, they just they, if they play the game, they didn't play it very long. Because anyone who's played football knows that he's gone for the ball. All the momentum, Klopp said it brilliantly, all the momentum that Jones had went into the ball and then he's rolled over the ball and he's gone into the lad's ankle. Don't get me wrong. It's not, it's not a great challenge. Don't get me wrong. There's there's it's ways yellow. that we could. It's a yellow. It's a yellow. It's clear as a, it's a yellow card. You give it a yellow. You go. Yeah, it's a fair yellow. It is Last what it warning. is. It's a yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a tough yellow. It's one of those. You know what I mean? Yellow yeah. best behavior. It's one of those. It's not, it's not a red to me. I, you're playing the game. You're going for the ball. Townsend said. Townsend Spurs and former Gary Spurs Neville player. Spurs fan. So and you know he said he said it as well. It's a it's a it's a compact game. It, it's a physical game. You're meant to go in for these challenges. And all he's trying to do is scoop the ball. He's not going for the player's ankle. It's not malicious at all. And now he's got a three-game ban from it. It's absolutely ludicrous. And then on top of that, when they go to review it, there's still images and slow motion that are used in these moments. I understand why you use slow motion. You've got to slow it down. You've got to see all the action. I understand that. But you need to watch it in full speed first. The first thing you should do, walk over, watch the whole, whole moment in full speed, not the end. Full moment and full speed, then it's slow motion, then your still image. He walked over and looked at a still image of Curtis Jones's studs in the lad's ankle for 10 seconds before seeing the rest. They are influencing the decision. Whether it's intentional or not, people can have their conspiracies about it. I don't lean into that. I think it's incompetent. I think it's all about how incompetent they are. I think it's incompetency at its highest level. I don't believe it's corruption. But that's that's a different conversation. With that being said, it's, it's insane. You, you, you're you forcing his hand. You're making the decision for the ref. The ref didn't have a good game at all. But VAR had the worst game, which influenced just how poor the ref was.
2: This comment, I'm going to call it out. Absolute nonsense. This is yeah. the most stupid thing I've ever read. <laughs> we've anyway, so... literally lost title charges because of stupid handballs in the box you know blatant handballs in the box and the officials not doing the job before you know you can say you can say this about every team that you know they get VAR stuff against them but if you look at, if you actually look at the stats and the numbers as to decisions that were, that were proven to be wrong we're very high up the list you know, and also we gave
1: reference to the Notts Forest game, mate. So we're not just talking about Liverpool here. United got done by it They're literally on the weekend as well. They should have had a penalty because it was handball. City got done by it on the weekend. Notts got done by it. Every weekend, most teams getting done by it. My mum's a Spurs fan, fella. You don't watch this often, do you? My mum's a Spurs fan. I watch Spurs get done by it against Arsenal. So listen, learn the game before you come here commenting. you absolute idiot. Go on, let's move on conversation and just kick the guy out because I'm not, I'm not dealing with idiots today. I gave him time. Elliot, I gave him time, and I tried to be polite because I was reading his other comments. And fair enough, he's a Spurs fan, and he made some good points. Let him let him go, but that's a very stupid comment, mate. So <laughs> learn, learn the game and come back.
2: Elliot, red card, mate. What are you saying?
0: Um I, This is the point where I couldn't watch on because I just had. I was watching it and as soon as the, you know, you hear it, they're going to check it, I went, if they give this, I'm not watching it because I couldn't. It's just insane. I think it's the epitome of the the phrase they haven't played football, they don't know football is the slow motions. It's the distant images because that is not football. Football is at 110 mile an hour at all times. So why on earth? Are you looking at slow motions? I said it. I've said it for like since VAR is being in. They continue to do it. And also, no. when Web came on Monday Night Football or whatever it was, I don't think it was exactly Monday Night Football. It was just a Premier League thing. Uh, they, they showed obviously audio. The, the the VR influences the main ref. Before they see it themselves, that is just mental because the, it flaws the whole thing. The referee needs to have a rethink of his own decision, but he can't rethink his own decision because he's already got a thought in his mind that his decision's wrong. So that's that's, the whole. The,
2: that's a good point. As soon as nowadays you see them walk into the monitor, you yeah. we already, there's no need to even show them, we already know they've been told the decision's right yeah,
0: because they, they they're ashamed that they're going to have to change it, so they need yeah. they know that they're going to change it. anyway. It's just the most bizarre setup, and then even more bizarre is the fact that they have this lead. Or they did at the start of last season to let challenges go, and now it's all about respect and it's all about their power. They've totally contradicted themselves again, and now they just it's just mental. They couldn't wait to give that red card, and I'm, I'm not even leaning into a conspiracy, I'm not doing that because I'm so against they, they They couldn't wait to give it because they wanted the still images, and they just it's like they have to have put their authority on every single game when they can't just let the game be played out. It's such, not. A, it's not a red card. and I know people are saying it's so bang on, but then you're looking at a still image again. You've got to look at the whole state of play and you've got to look at context. I think Gusto got done with it last weekend. I think he was a Casemiro one, which one United fans were arguing about. You've got to look at context with these challenges and I think it's so important and that's where the phrase, they don't know football comes into it so much for I me, mean, is the still images. Hmm.
2: Exactly that and um yeah, it's just crazy that the way that you know that these guys are just constantly making a mess of things, time and time again. And like I said, mate, as soon as nowadays you you hear like, oh, it's been checked, and as soon as they go to the monitor, there's no point even hoping anymore that you know we all knew Kurt Jones was going to get sent off. Um, and the one thing I will say is Gary Neville yesterday. Fair play to him, man. You'll never hear me say this again, ever, <laughs> ever again so just if you're a United fan and you're watching this enjoy it but fair play to him man because he's usually I usually find he's quite biased and I'm but I feel like yesterday even him because at the end of the day he loves football right he loves Manchester United but first and foremost he loves football and I think it just sort of hit a point for him yesterday where he just felt like this can't go on because every single bad decision they made. He will, even him Gary Neville, the most bitter mank you'll probably ever find when it comes to Liverpool. We've seen it. We've seen his conversations with Carragher when we've been going for titles. Oh, they we've don't hide it. Very they were jealousy yeah. is yeah. yeah. Far, so we've we've seen that side of him. But for him yesterday to you know almost like call out the officials for the the Curtis Jones red card and then um obviously the Lewis Diaz offside and then after the game when they made the statement he was going oh no 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 like for him (laughs) to do that for me I was like you know what Gary Neville fair play because you've shown to me that when you want to be you can actually be honest and um level-headed I just want to see this more and this isn't like we said Mike this isn't just about Liverpool getting robbed no okay for us right now this is because we want to to win the league believe it or not we want to overtake City and be the best team in the world again but this is also just about football in general at this point point. and people will come in in this stream like the guy that was just on there before they are like, oh, Liverpool fans again wait until it's your team on the end of this wait until it's yeah. you know a relegation side that you know need every single point possible to stay up in the Premier League well, wait I'll until it's this. the Champions League final wait until it's the FA Cup final and then we'll see all these other guys that are like oh Liverpool fans Liverpool fans Liverpool fans nonsense yeah.
1: a lot of them Sorry, but here's the thing here's the thing so you even you mentioned a really good example you said what about in the final He's a Tottenham fan. Well, listen. I I'll say it now. It's in the past. We got a penalty in the Champions League final. It wasn't a penalty because of a poor VAR decision. a penalty? Both of you put it to the side, right? <laughs>
2: if there are any, if there are still any Spurs fans in
1: there, <laughs>
2: Mike. will say, "Oh, don't go at Spurs. Spurs didn't do anything wrong." I do not care. Hold that. I right, I will Enjoy I will you.
1: say this. I will say this about about we fans that say Liverpool. Come on, Ben. We're we better than this. <laughs> Take that off screen. I'm not better than anything today, my friend. I respect it. Um, I think for me, like the the, the point is is every team's affected by it. Yes, we've had decisions going our favour that that sh- we shouldn't have got. Every team has, but every team's also had VAR decisions that they look at and they go, "There's there's absolutely no way. There's no way they're giving that as a penalty. They're giving that as a red card. They're giving that as an offside." And it's it's got to the point where it is cost teams trophies. It is cost teams titles. And I'm not just talking about Liverpool when I say that. It has cost teams. It is cost teams a place in the Premier League. It has cost teams that, that you'll you know, get the escape league, relegation. Goal line tech wasn't working, and who got relegated? Yeah, as a result uh, Bournemouth. That. I'm pretty sure it was Bournemouth oh, got relegated. Bournemouth. Yeah, it was yeah. a corner or something, and it, it, it cro- they either crossed the line or didn't or whatever, and it went the wrong Half-time, way. Half
2: time, it showed that it was a goal or something.
1: Yeah, that was crazy. it's crazy. Is the yeah. technology? If we if we could find a way to use it right, like we did at the World Cup, that is how you use it. Mm. but they're not willing to do it I don't know whether it's money I don't know whether it's ego pride or whatever but the officiating in the UK for the last five years if not a little bit more has not been the best in the world it's not been top three in the world it's not it's, it's just it's not and, been and now the, the, the Saudi League one
2: and more apparently, well they're very welcome to each and every single one of them, take uh, them. and we'll get on to that as well because something else uh, our mate Paul Joyce did an article earlier we'll probably touch on mm. that just a little bit yeah. uh, that was- but that's Let's try, and I know it's difficult, but let's try and <laughs> talk a bit about the football side of things just for a bit, because there are things to discuss in terms of the actual game. Um, their goal, I don't want to talk about it too much, um, but yeah, just a bit unfortunate. I think at that moment when we'd just been disallowed a goal that we worked hard to get that was, you know, a legit goal, I think for a, a little bit after we just sort of lost our way a bit in the game, and they just play a really nice ball through the defensive shots and cuts it back. So, obviously, taps it in. Um, but yeah, for our goal, I want to talk about our goal. I don't want I don't care about Spurs, small club, don't care. Um, oh, come on, Ben. I, no, 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 I don't care. I, I really don't care today, my friend. Um, our goal, and because of everything else that happened, Mike, our players are, and they're heroes, every single one of them. And people will laugh because we lost, whatever, fine. But Dom Sabasly. That pass to Virgil van Dijk, I've not seen anyone speak about it since. I might so because, you know, there were far more important things to talk about. But I watched it back. And that ball to Virgil van Dijk was world class, first of all. The knockdown from Virgil van Dijk, again, brilliant. And then um, Cody Gakpo, who was injured, just swivel and smashed the back of the net. Brilliant goal, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, great goal. Uh I mean, listen, it's a great ball. Uh, to be honest, it's quite a Trent-esque sort of cross the way you know what I mean. It was in that in that uh, space uh, just uh, uh, before the box. Great ball in Van Dijk. You know, heads it down. Pretty sure it's massive to see the lad in there. So it's, it's massive. Or Joe, I can't remember. And he like swings there, that it completely misses it. When it falls to Gakpo, his first touch wasn't. It wasn't ideal. I think we all thought, right, set it back. So, when he swiveled on the spot and had had a shot, it was was a great finish. It's it's a shame it came at the cost of his his right knee or whatever it was that ended up popping. Um, And, you know, it is a shame because I think he was starting to recapture, I say recapture form, but he was just showing showing the glimpses of just how good he can be at times. You know, he he got a goal in the cup game. uh, He got a goal today. He was, you know, uh, sorry, yesterday rather. So he was just looking quite sharp. So it was a shame that he picked up the injury the way he did. But, crucial goal at a crucial time. Could have been a crucial goal at a crucial time if things were you know, dealt with correctly, but yeah, it was a really good moment. You know, great moment.
2: Yeah, and we obviously head into time, Elliot at 1-1 and we're down to 10 and, you know, we've actually given it a really good go at this point and I just want to talk about Alisson Becker for a moment and I feel like we do this on a lot of podcasts, a lot of streams, we, know, we always talk about this, man. How good is that, man?
0: It's like every game he's proven more and more so that he... He's getting better almost if, if that can be possible. Because at this point, I had managed to turn it back on. And then when the second round got given, I turned it back on. <laughs> but I'd seen Alison Sue two back to back saves. That the Madison one is just obscene how he reaches that. He generates like, a jump out of nothing. It looks like it's Sailor in with Madison's quality, obviously. And he's very good at them killing efforts, especially from free kicks as well. So it's a fantastic, like reach, and then the Son one, I thought that was in, I, I thought it was in, I was ready to turn the TV off, but mm-hmm. he somehow he, he does it again, and it's just, it's so annoying that you're having, I'm going to go back to it, and I don't want to go back to it because so I want to speak about the football, even if it is a Tottenham win, I still want to speak about football, because that's what we all love, and it's what we're also passionate about, but we're not speaking about it, we're speaking about Incompetent fools If it's not for them Alisson's got a man of the match On his back And everyone's going mm. Look, Putting the focus on him And he should have this focus And it's a good job We're speaking about it Because Them saves aren't normal It's like the Newcastle one They're not normal They are all the focus on newness. But Alisson does have So much credit Every single game Because it's not just these You know Controversial games Or you know the, the last one it wins It's the simple wins That he does Everything for You know The 3 nils against Villa Or the 3-1 against West Ham He's making a world-class Saving them games and it gets overlooked because of Liverpool. I've got like a, a plethora of attacking talent. So he does need... He needs the biggest pat on the back in the world, and so does every single one of them lads yesterday because, yeah, it was just... It was a disgrace, and he done all, all he could. And at 10 v 11, I would have back Liverpool to win that game.
2: Mm-hmm. 100%. And we'll get on to the second suspension, which is a a, a good little segue into there, Elliot. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this Diogo one, but first of all, Nunez was ready to come on, which is the disappointing part for me, because that game was screaming out for Darwin Nunez. A Darwin Nunez winner or equaliser was, well, it would have been a winner at that point, wouldn't it? That was in, in the stars. That was there. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but I was screaming for Nunez to come on from the 60th minute. And obviously we didn't really get the chance to see him because obviously Diogo gets sent off, which changes the game plan yet again. Um, Mike, there's two bookings to discuss in this one. We'll, we'll talk about them both. Obviously, the first one, I think it's Udogi, Udogi, however you pronounce his name, um, is running in front of Jota. I thought Diego gets booked for it.
1: Yeah, the, <clears throat> right. This I, I mentioned this before we came on. Jean had made two before, basically, where I knew the next thing he did was he was getting a yellow card. Now, this situation, there was no foul. Udogi's clipped himself and gone down. But the ref, whatever for whatever reason, thought Jota clipped him. Now, because Jota had committed two fouls prior, he got a yellow card for it. It was very unfortunate. It's very unlucky. I don't listen. It's bad referee, and You can say that one hundred percent. Perception wise, I it was one of. If I'm actually trying to be understanding, I can see why the ref thought. VAR aren't going to get involved. The ref, the ref's view, I can understand it. We have the beauty of the camera angles. But Odogi goes down and appeals for a yellow card on Jota. And he's already booked. That by by the refereeing association came out at the start of the season. Season, if you call for a yellow card, you're meant to get booked. He didn't get booked, and if he had got booked, then he would have got sent off because he was on a yellow card. But I digress. We we'll definitely win the game. I listen. I never like to say we would win the game. We wouldn't. No, no, I, I, we never, would I never. I never get into that. V 10, ten. I I never get into that because you don't know what can happen in the game. But yeah, l- listen. It changes the game. It changes the game. And uh, But, of course, no yellow card given because there's no consistency among, among the refs uh, in the Premier League uh, among the rules that they set at the start of the season, which was only nine games ago. Uh, so phenomenal effort, lads, at staying consistent. You've got nine games in and you've not kept up with a single one of your rules. There's 38 games in the season. So I can't wait to see what happens next. Uh, and yeah, then you have the second yellow card, Elliot. If you want to talk about that one, because I mean that. Yeah, no, I, mean, yeah, that, one, I think. that
0: was the only bit where I had the a criticism of you can't any Arsenal really uh, players. Yeah, you can't, can't. What's he doing? Where's Gomez going? going as well? and I'm not, I'm not having to go with any of them, I'm not as them, but just want them to have a bit of a. I don't know what the word is, just a bit of maturity, but like that's, that's unfair because he was so mature throughout the whole game. But Gomez charges up, doesn't he? Leaves to like three on one, and then Jota doesn't release the ball and then just dives into the maddest chance I've ever seen. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's just a bit stupid from Jassa, but this goes back to another decision where they, they got it wrong, simple as that. And it's such a good point, Make that consistency because it's like they don't see how it's like they make these rules and then don't see how it's going to affect them because every man and his dog could have told you that they're not going to keep up with that stupid rule where they've all of a sudden decided that it's going to be yellows every single time when that was always meant to be some sort of rule. But now they just pick and choose and with the Sweden as well and with the people getting a one hundred and twenty five thousand pound fines. But no, everyone else can crack on and not have a, a dent in the bank account, but Van Dijk has to have it. So and it's, it's very clever from Klopp, and I'm progressing a little bit more that he didn't jump into that because it changes the headlines from he did oh, not, very well. Yeah, to Klopp angry and no one. Very well. It's not Klopp angry, it's abysmal refereeing again. So that's the focus should be on that and the focus shouldn't drop from that and imagine it won't drop from that with Monday Night Football tomorrow night and I'm sure there'll be another abysmal decision in that derby tomorrow night as well because it's every single game. But yeah going back to his original point, Jota, just a bit foolish and it, it, I mean I wouldn't even say it possible for the game because they've done stand outstandingly well and it's just poor unlucky awfulness for Joe, big Joel unfortunately. Well
2: it is what it is, but I'm sure you'll go on to now, but Yeah, I mean, the first yellow card is a disgrace. The second one, when you're already booked and yeah. you know you're very nice and you know this ref's a bell end. I can't really excuse Diogo for the second one. But like Mike said, I can't but think it shouldn't have got to that stage anyway, based on the rules that yep. they've set themselves. Um, so I can't moan at Jota for too for too much. But what I can say is when you have got a yellow, wrongfully or rightly, you know, you have to sort of just take it on the chin, maybe yeah. have a conversation with him after the game or when the ball's gone out, whatever. You don't you don't lunge into those challenges when you already know this guy is in a horrible mood for whatever reason and you give him a reason to send you off. But um, go on, Mike, did you want to touch on something? There? No, I was just itching the back of my no. head. Sorry, okay. uh, go yeah, right. on. No. Uh, no, no, it's fine. Um, but, yeah, what I will say, and I think we're just going to talk about the team in general, the team's performance, um, and what happens next in terms of on the pitch, off the pitch, that kind of thing. There's been very few games for me where I've been as proud of, of a Liverpool team as that. And, you know, like I said, people will laugh because we lost. People are so simple in this world, and they'll look at the scoreline, and they'll see, oh, it says Tottenham 2, Liverpool 1, what the hell are you talking about? But, there's few games for me that have been turning points for this Jurgen Klopp team. Obviously, the West Brom one, when we celebrate after drawing, everyone ridiculed us for that. Look what happens next. You know, that was the making of this Liverpool team. Um, we got battered at Tottenham. Lovren got subbed off after 20 minutes. That was the making of us getting Virgil van Dijk, the best centre-back that I've ever seen at the club. There's been so many significant moments that have marked... Liverpool and what we've done under Jurgen Klopp and I truly believe that this will be a game we look back on in May and think that's where something special happened because they've messed with the wrong team guys they, they don't know what they've just done you don't mm-hmm. want to give Liverpool a reason to even play with more fire in, inside them than what they already do you don't want to give us a reason to be angry you don't want to give us a reason to want things more than we already do this team desperately already wants to win trophies this year but now now this has happened, it's going to be scary. I'm telling you now, this this is the start of something. And the Klopp said it. He, he hit the nail on the head yesterday. He said, I learned far more about my team today than what I would have learned if we won this game. And I thought, you know what? Fair play, because that is so true. It's unbelievable. Most managers would have, many other managers probably would have been disappointed that we lost. Not him. Not him. Obviously, he's angry. He's, he's, he's very fuming, obviously. But... He's not stupid. He knows what he saw from that team yesterday. is exactly what he needed to see. Ten men, nine men. We lost the game because Joel Matic, bless him, he had an absolutely terrific game, um, which is why it was even more sad that it was him ultimately that um, scored the own goal. Um, but at the end of the day, we lost with nine men due to a freak goal at the end. You know, we didn't get outplayed. We had nine men for 25 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. and Liverpool have never been known in my lifetime for being you know, a defensive unit a team that plays like that um, I saw yesterday that we can do that so if we can do that with 9 men and 10 men just think of what we can do if we need to win a game when we've got 11 men on the pitch this Liverpool team is not going anywhere this Liverpool team has only just begun like Klopp said at the start in pre-season this isn't a rebuild this isn't um, a redevelopment of the team that he's already had this is fresh, this is brand new this is a recharged Liverpool team and what they've just done, Mike, is the worst thing they could have done to this, this squad, this manager, the fans. Because every game from now on is going to be, okay, they've messed with us once, they're not going to do it again. And we're going to show them that, you know, we are still here. They can try and stop us. Do I know you, you probably don't believe this, but I do believe there is a conspiracy somewhere along the line. Um, they can try as much as they want to take things away from us. But at the end of the day, mate, the cream will always rise.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, you know, I, the first thing I'll start with, I think when it comes to the conspiracy side of things or the corruption side of things, I'm always hesitant to launch that allegation because I think it's a very heavy allegation. It's not impossible. You look at Barca, what's happening in Barcelona at the moment. So it's not impossible. By no means would I ever rule it out. I just, I want to approach my criticisms of of the refereeing association with as level ahead as I can. And it's that's so why so I lean it more. Than I, am. I don't care, I just say. No, <laughs> it's cool, just- I... You know what it is. I'm trying to just do my best Gary Neville impression, <laughs> uh, but it's overall like the the way I see it. I think what makes great teams is a siege mentality. I think Sir Alex mm-hmm. Ferguson was the greatest at doing it, hands down. No one will ever get better than Fergie and Jose Mourinho were the two best that have ever graced football at creating the siege mentality. Mourinho actually might be might have been better than Fergie, uh, and Klopp and Pep come in close third. Uh, the ability to basically make the culture of the team around okay it is us the coaches the fans versus everyone else you go on that pitch and you fight it is a war zone every decision everything you do you pump the crowd up you seen it yesterday we were it was 1-1 Trent had it in the corner mm, top right and the ball got kicked out and he turned to the fans he starts pumping the fans up and you see nunes do it at the end of the game we'd lost 2-1 nunes goes over to the fans he's pulling at the shirt he's pulling at the badge pointing at the badge and it's the siege mentality of and it's the connection between the players and and the fans as well. Like we've always had connections so, with our players, so but good. this season feels the way it did in a. You mentioned the two two uh, when you when if you, you uh, against West Brom, where you felt like Klopp yeah. was connecting with the fans and the team were really connected. It feels like that again. I think it's a very dangerous thing. Uh, it's it's almost it's it's the refereeing equivalent or it's the publicity equivalent of when Xhaka kicked out at Trent and Anfield. Is the equivalent yeah. to that? Um, because that's what you have. And I think it's going to be a very interesting season now. I already, al- already was excited about this season. This makes me more excited. I don't know how things are going to go in the future. I don't know the outcome of this. I do think we're going to take it further as a club, judging by the statement, the final line, in terms of escalation. I do think that. I want to see us get the Jones red card overturned. We won't get the Jota one overturned. That can't get overturned. The Jones one, will. I'm, I'm hoping, gets overturned. And then if things were right, they would be fined. They won't be, But if a player gets fined for breaking the rules, a ref should be fined for the incompetence of it. Not being suspended for a game, all right? You're, you know, oh, you don't have to ref today. Oh, gutted. I'll watch it at home. No, you should get fined for that. You should get sent on a training course for that. Don't think you should be fired. I don't get in that bracket. But there has to be genuine repercussion to this. There has to be genuine investigation into this. It can't be swept away. And Neville says something about an apology and how an apology does mean something. (laughs) An apology, no, no. An apology means something to me when it isn't a publicist, a, a publicist written letter that has got no name from and no name to. It's if you a want a genuine apology, I want the people from VAR to come out and go, listen, I am sorry. Darren England, come out. I am sorry. I made a mistake. It was a genuine incompetence. It was accidental. He comes out of that apology. I'm not saying it's all forgiven. I'm not saying it's all forgiven. Yeah, say, saying it's What forgiven. happens then? But I'm not no. I'm saying that should be a step of many. I'm yeah, yeah there well, like, yeah, should, should still be fines. There should still be fines. If I if
2: there I if to go I tomorrow and, and make an absolute harler at something I do, the first thing I do from just being yeah. a, a decent human being is go to my manager and say, look, the PGMLO
1: myself. do not do that. They put out statements on behalf of the, on behalf of the association. We apologize. Don't give me that. Give me a direct apology from the individuals involved because that's how it should be. You own up to the mistake. Van mm. Dyke has to apologize for swearing at a referee. The club don't <laughs> apologize for Van Dyke. Van Dyke has to apologize. Mm. The refs should be held to the same line. The refs aren't, and we're not allowed to criticize referees either. Players and managers try and criticize referees and they are fined. I think that that's is outrageous. It's absolutely, absolutely. outrageous He said, if it, you can't pass comments, funny for you guys
2: you guys trying to make me bite but it's funny for you but it's expensive for me um, Elliot Mike spoke about uh, a lot there but I'm going to bring back to the um, the sort of fire inside Liverpool now what do you think this does for us and obviously we've got two games coming up um, we've got Union whatever they're called sorry I'm not being disrespectful I just don't know what they are all I know is they've got Kevin McAllister, not from home alone uh, Alexis's brother um and then we've got Brighton, another tough away game a few days later. So what happens now, mate? Where do Liverpool go back? And do we bounce back from this straight away, surely?
0: Yeah, I mean, the Clancy, anything could have happened on uh, yesterday, he could have been 12 on the Tottenham and I'd asked Liverpool's a beat Union St. Gluz, I'm going to attempt to pronounce the name. And that's not being disrespectful, but the quality of the leagues is clear for every single person to see. Um, I'm really eager to see them again because it feels like need to win a game for everyone to get over it and everyone to kind of put it to bed that you know it's not going to affect Liverpool I don't even think anyone's thinking that but like just to affect us ourselves because how do you stop being annoyed at something which should never have happened it's impossible for that to happen so I think everyone's going to be eager for Thursday and definitely Sunday as well because it's obviously another tough test to see where Liverpool are at and what Mike said about the siege mentality with the words out your mouth because that's exactly how Klopp. I built this Liverpool team and, and it's why he's so perfect for this. Uh, just this city alone, never mind um, the football club. So I think it's going to push them towards wanting to be better and proving that they can overcome even referees being against them because, I mean, there was other decisions, never mind just the most ridiculous ones. He was the van der Ven on Gomez and he was a Robertson yellow card for nothing. So it was like it was... From the first minute, it was it was mental, but we don't want to go on that too much because we have done. It just ruins everyone's mood. But I think Liverpool, they know that this is what I mean. When I said this before we came on here, is I would, if I had to pick whether it was you know Liverpool unfairly beaten or Liverpool fairly beaten, you're not just going to pick fairly beaten because this below City have not looked. I'm not going to say at it because they've won every game before yesterday, but they've had so many scares. The squad's so small and they're having two goalkeepers on a bench they can't fill. They're not in the best position they've ever been in. Radcliffe suspended the next two games. They're in a bit of a pickle, if I, if I could even say that, because that's not the Manchester City we've seen on the Guardiola. Arsenal look like they may be clicking a bit more. Then you have Tottenham who have been good and looked good, even if they weren't great against Liverpool yesterday. This result blows open the league for me. And I think there's four teams you can very much believe that they're capable of going for it, whether they will keep, yeah. keep this league. I think Tottenham fall off. But I feel like Liverpool last he can definitely believe that they're all in a mix here. And I think Liverpool need to go out on the Sunday in a week's time and prove that nothing's going to stop them and I think we will see that because that's what clocks built the, the team which has won every trophy possible on yeah
1: go on no alright yeah I <laughs> I I can't say Spurs will fall off I, I don't know I just I feel like why would they they've got no European football they're mm-hmm. out of the cup so they but between death. now and December they've got the least amount of games mm-hmm. of anyone that's in there I'm not saying listen I'm not saying the title challenges but I'm mm-hmm. also saying people need to just I don't, I don't, listen, I know we hate Spurs, because of what happened yesterday, whatever. Yeah. I, I look at this, it is what it is. Spurs are a, play very good football. They've got very good players. James Madison's top three number 10s in the Premier League. It, it, I just, I, I'm not I'm not buying into this fall off or whatever. I think they're going to be in and around the top three, top four for the whole season. It's not about falling off. It's just about keeping up with City. And that's that's where every club's at. So we'll see what happens. I think we're involved. I think Arsenal are involved. And you know what, Ben, I'll say it now. It's a bit early, but sack it. We're in the title race. I'm after it now. All right, Mate, we are.
2: Oh, this was trying to tell right. you, bro. As this team, I said it at the start, is different. It's a differently built team. Like, And I, I don't think that neutrals have watched enough of Liverpool this season. Obviously, we've no. watched every single minute. So I think we're going to catch a lot of people by surprise. If you've actually sat down and watched Liverpool, you will have known that we, like I said in previous podcasts, we're only six, seven not even 6-7, we're, we're nowhere near the final product yet. We're we're doing well, but we've still got gears to go. We've still got levels yeah. to improve. And that's the scary, scary thought for me. And it should be for the rest, like Newcastle fans, surely big up yourself, but it should be scary for these guys, bro. It should be, honestly, it should be petrified yeah. now. Because if you didn't think we were title, charge, title contenders before, trust me, we are now. And, you know, I look at these players, I look at the midfield, I look at what we have on the bench. I look at the manager. I look at the fans. There's no reason why we can't go for it, and I'm almost ashamed of myself because I did predictions at the start of the season. I put us third. I'm like, that's to that no, that's 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 so disrespectful to my own club. How dare I think Arsenal are going to finish above us? I, I slap myself in the face. You were face. thinking neutrally, that's why. You were thinking, thinking no, neutrally at this now time. I'm thinking, what an idiot, Mike, because I know it's going to be us or Man City, like it always is. There's only one football club in this in this whole country that can stop Man City, and it's us. So, and I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and we have to do it by ten points because if it's close again, they'll make a way for City to win the league. And Mike, I know you're gonna hate that I've said that, but that's how I feel. We've seen I get it, twice it. Get out. I get it, I get We've it. have seen it before in the past. We need to make sure that we are five, six, seven, eight, nine points clear of Man City in order to win the league. If it's a matter of two or three points, we're not gonna win it because I don't want us to. And I'm not bothered if you know people say, Oh, that's a wild accusation. Who cares? That's how I feel, that's what I'll say. Mate, you're a football me. fan. You're talking you your not that's wrong with you. that.
1: Yeah. I will say, if I can um, say one thing, nothing to do with Liverpool, though. Now, listen, cool. nothing to do with Liverpool. Jordy, I've been reading that comment for the last five minutes, and I can't tell if that's genuine or you're taking the mic Because <laughs> yeah, he's bro. in Champions League football. It's yeah. both, yeah. isn't it, really? <laughs> he's a lovely lad, Jordy. I've got no arm against him, but I can't. Listen, I'm enjoying I
2: it. it. I, I'm enjoying it, because every game that we... Well, we've only played one so far. But I, I just know we're going to win. I know it's going to be an easy game. one one on out. You <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. I'm going <laughs> as well, to be fair. So, my hope your free throws tonight. Um, uh, yeah. So... <laughs> um, I, Elliot, go on. I, I, I will, will be. I will be as out. well. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you put Doke out there. You put Elliot out there. Joel Kwanzaa. You know, it's so exciting to see these young players. And Elliot, just coming back to you, you said this all along, and fair play that this being in Europa League this season, yeah, no one wants to be there. You don't go into a season thinking, oh yeah, I want to be in Europa League, but with this whole rebuild and this new like Liverpool 2.0, as
0: Klopp calls it,
2: this is probably the best sort of situation we could have been in for these guys to get a chance.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, that's why I was always persistent on when Fabinho was being linked the ways for him to be sold, because you do the rebuild properly and get these players in because you have six Thursday nights where they can adjust and get used to playing for this Liverpool team. And it looks like that's what Klopp's going to do. And especially now with these two red cards, you you play Jones and Jota probably for ninety minutes now in Thursday because they're not going to play next next weekend. So it's one of them where the kind of it helps clap out a little bit, especially because I mean the the group isn't a good enough quality compared to Liverpool. Because as I said, I think a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, if you put Liverpool in the Champions League right now, I made them to be four favorites. I think going off bookies and things like that. So I, I, that's why Liverpool are able to just change and chop the team around. So. Yeah, Thursday, they, they need to just get out there and the youngsters, we get. Yeah. And I think the I think if you were to ask the likes of Van Dyke and Alisson, they'd want to play again because of how much of a shambles that was yesterday. So I, I, I'm not going to say he will do that because of that There's a massive game on Sunday. But, you know, it was, of course, Anfield, you league, it's going to be exciting. It'll be exciting to see you lose. I don't think I'm announcing that right at all. But they are passed on by Brighton, aren't they? So it's like a double. I'm pretty sure they are. not I could be wrong with that one. Uh, but it could be like a double uh, Brighton Thursday and Brighton Sunday. But I, I'm excited because you have Jota and Doke, and It's interesting though with Gakpo injury, I think it's going to be a bit of a worry. We need to know um, how long he's going to be out for because it, it determined how yeah. he's going to uh, rotate the, front, the five front players as well as Doke. But now with the Gakpo injury, I think he might have to be a bit more careful with who he, who he plays for 90 minutes, especially if Diaz and Nunes play nice minutes against Alaska. I don't think he's capable of doing that for them too on Thursday.
2: No, I agree. Uh, completely agree. Obviously, we, we looked at the attackers that we had and um, now we're, we're already a couple down, especially for the <laughs> Premier League, got like Bowe's injured and Jota suspended. So, um, yeah, I think that is the, the beauty of having the depth that we have now. And like I said, I'm looking at our bench week in, week out and you compare it to seasons gone by, even when we won the league and the Champions League, the bench at the minute is just always looking... Very good that like you can make changes and still be very good. And you know, we still got Tiago and Bosecich who weren't on it. Um obviously I think Klopp said that Baseci has just had a minor minor injury, a little setback. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. We've heard setbacks before and they've turned into months and months out, but um yeah, let's just hope hope we we, we get to see a, a changed up Liverpool team on Thursday night. We'll also obviously get the win and um hopefully there's a moment where McAllister and his brother can uh can yeah. be against each other that would be nice uh but mike do you have any closing thoughts mate before we wrap this up because i think we've covered everything that needs to speak about we've covered on the pgmol how shambles they are and this darren england or whatever his name is i hope yeah. he stubs his toe on every piece of furniture he <laughs> in
1: two weeks um but yeah anything you want to say mate? make my, my closing comments will be what will be will be with the PGML M O L. we can't control tomorrow, that. <laughs> yeah, isn't it just? Uh, what I can say is the reaction from the club, the players, the fans, everything on that side of things has made me feel even more confident about this season. So, unity, I've not seen this club for a while. It's a special energy at this club at the moment, and it makes me mm-hmm. proud to be a Liverpool fan, makes me proud to be able to go to that city and be around those people, you know, just up the road I'm grateful for that every day and we're going to make it a special season, well it's going to be more than just one season too, there's a lot of talent in the squad and the fans are all on side, everyone's on the same page, do not matter if you're FSG out FSG in or however you want to call it E-Red or whatever you call yourself, whatever you're all together, now, but you're, we're all on the same page, we're all singing off the same hymn sheet and it's the first time, I think that's happened for a long time, so let's use that energy, let's all get on side Let's go prove
0: everyone wrong or for it.
2: Yeah, facts. And Elliot, anything you wanted to add on to that, mate? Yeah,
0: no, I just think the PG... I'm butchered that. <one. laughs>
1: right, I butchered it before. You're <laughs> good.
0: I think the biggest thing is that every single Premier League club and every single Premier League manager and every single big top just can't let this go now for me because it's been an issue for years. This is the biggest and most ridiculous issue we've ever seen, I'd go to say, especially in the VAR era because... It's a camera. You watch the camera, you bring the right decision, but they're not capable of that. I think they can't let it go. I think they've got to push it. And, you know, every single game going to have this issue now because we've seen how bad they are and you can't let it go. And I don't know how exactly it's going to change because they regulate themselves and that'll be the biggest issue. And it'll be the biggest issue until something changes. I don't know how that will change we have to just wait and see and I'm, I'm glad Liverpool have done statements and I think every Premier League club should give a statement to say this isn't good enough but we've seen every manager come out and say I think and Bottom a couple of weeks ago was absolutely yep. livid and that's been a regular care of so what were nine games in eight games in it's a farce and it will be a farce yep. until something changes but going to Liverpool I think they can use this and I believe they will use this and I think Klopp's comments after the game proved that, and we've seen it before. We've seen setbacks in Liverpool before. As 4-1 Tottenham is the biggest one you can use, and I think that proves that the Ziltsin team will be up for the biggest fight of their lives now because it's it's Liverpool against the rest of the world, and I think that's how Klopp loves it to be.
2: Facts. Absolutely. Guys, massive thank you to everybody that's been in here, everybody that's commented. Anfield lad, hope you're good, mate. Um, yeah, Hope uh, we'll see you in the next one as well. Uh, Virgil, uh, Luke, everyone that's in here, Jordy, big up yourselves, Ali, Um, And obviously we can't forget Georgie as well, channel regular. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, guys. Put your notifications on because we'll be live after every single game. We're not going to preview every single game because it's just crazy. And I think you guys, well, not you guys, but some people don't realise how... How much this can take, you know, when you're working full time or you're at uni or whatever. It's a, it's a lot to do every single game to streams. Uh, so we're going to do as much as we can. We promise that we would do match reactions for every game. But um, yeah, we'll have a um, preview actually on Wednesday night with uh, Tom Phillips from Teams Up like Brighton. If you guys remember, um, Mike, I think you was on that one when we signed McAllister. Yeah, I
1: remember. Um, nice lad, nice yeah.
2: Yeah, Tom's going to be back on the channel Wednesday night, probably seven PM. So make sure you're around for that one. We'll talk about Brighton, and then obviously it's a bit weird because we've got bright the Brighton podcast on Wednesday, but then we play on the Thursday. But if we didn't do the Brighton one on Wednesday, we won't be able to fit it in because we play Thursday. Um, so it's a bit tricky, but we'll 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 work it out, guys. Uh, just make sure you subscribe, turn the notifications on, and we'll see you next time.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.